Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host for the weekend. Uh, FF Shane B is where you can find me on Twitter, Shane Barrett. Um, and today we're doing our FF Expo at home wrap up show, and we are going to do an underdog draft. But we've got some new faces, and we got one old face with us, Mr. Evan Ritter. Um, so I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves and kind of talk about where they can go or where you can go to find them um, and things like that. I am having some technical difficulties with Underdog, so I'm going to try and get that fixed and um, tweet out the link so people can join our fast draft and draft with us. So um, once we get that handled, we'll rock and roll. But Evan started off, then we'll go PD and JB. All right. How's it going, everybody? Um, Evan Ritter, uh, like Shane said, um, you can find me at Twitter at, at Ev underscore Rit3. Um, all my... Uh, Articles and work are over at goingfor2.com. I'll be doing an over-under article um, every week. And I will also be on uh, the Fantasy Cheat Sheet live on YouTube every Friday throughout the NFL season as well. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me over at goingfor2.com. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to draft. Got to introduce us to your co-host too, Ev. What's that? <laughs> You got into oh, oh yeah 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 co-host over here yeah Ava she was uh she was there um with me last night helping me take notes so she did get a, a formal introduction last night but yeah this is uh Ava who um actually will be doing our first uh, father daughter draft this year so that's exciting nice yeah man nice uh at PD Stitz on Twitter um you can find uh I do actual uh actually um like video editing for Fantasy Alarm so uh definitely uh check out the videos and content over at Fantasy Alarm uh fantasyalarm.com wageralarm.com and uh you can now follow DFS uh, Alarm on Twitter as well they have a, a a following specifically just for DFS so uh definitely give all that a follow uh, otherwise you can follow me personally uh, at PD Stitz I'm just going to emphasize that and leave it at that. If you don't know the story, you should by now. If but if you don't, go check out my my uh, my page. It's there. I'm going to save Hold my intro because we got a special guest we up got here. A special guest, Mr. Rumboys Robbie himself. There's Live the dude. In time for the love of Sundays. Yo, what's good, guys? What's, what's up? up? Live from Canton. What up, Robbie? How's it going over there? You know, man, it is going. It has been crazy. It has been a fucking experience. Uh, yep, it's been fucking awesome. And just just seeing everybody, you know, you know, meeting everybody. It is it, gosh, I don't even know what beer what, what number beer I'm on now. <laughs> I bet, I bet, man. We're living vicariously through you guys, and you know, obviously what Shane's putting through here and making us kind of have a little bit less FOMO here at home. But, you know, I was just saying to my friends this morning, like, I'm not going to miss it next year. Obviously, Robbie, you know, I'm having a baby in October. So, you yep. know, to leave my seven, seven month pregnant wife at home by herself to go hang out with my fantasy football friends probably would have landed me in a doghouse if, if not on the street. You made the right decision, bro. Hey, no, next year it's, it's going to be even more bonkers. Um, Already just how this year went, I'm excited. You know, man, it's a lot of people here. It's a lot of people. Yep, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Next the cool part about it, 
the huh? cool part about it, Robbie, is that, you know, you feel like, you know, we have this family, right, of, of fantasy football people that we've all talked to each other. We've all seen each other on screen. We've all been interacting. You know, some of us have each other's cell phone numbers. We text all the time, call each other. But now you're there yeah. live and seeing everybody's pictures like, hey, look at me and so and so. It's like you feel like you already know them. And now it's like just to a whole nother level. Yeah, it's a whole nother level, bro. Freaking uh, shout out to Jake from Fantasy Headliners. Ran in the helm, chopped it up. Fabs is here. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, the Ball Blast girls. Uh, Matakuda, he's here. Fuck, bro! It's just it's just been crazy. It's been crazy. Trophy Smack is here in person. Bats in the tent. Bats in the tent. Person to party with. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Sam, Sam is up in here. The swag of man. Swag of man. Swag man. Swag man. What up, baby? What, what up, swag man? What's going on? You know, we're out here and we're, we're making sure that, you know, we're, we're representing the industry and representing the brand. And, you know, we, we wish you, honestly, we wish you guys were here. Like we we really do wish you guys were here. That's not even a joke, and it's just all love. And we'll be there next year, brother. But you know what? If we were there, we wouldn't be able to be here to put this on. So we're here. We're here for all of us with FOMO to kind of give you like a little bit of feel of you know Canton at home, Fantasy Football Expo at home. So (laughs) we have that. JB's beer is half full, by the way. Always half full, baby. Hey, speaking of half full, cheers to me, cheers to you, all the wrong boys and girls, what it do, dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. We got Nate here, by the way. What up? What Whoa. up, Nate? What up, Nick? You know, what up, bro? Short and short just stepped out here as well. Jen. Don't forget yeah, the better dude. half. The better half, the smarter <laughs> half. There's third and short. <laughs> You know, and it's just been a vibe. I want you fellas, you know, enjoy the day. Um, keep putting on a badass production. Keep killing it. And, you know, just know that all of us here love you guys. My man. Joe, you going to hang with us for a little bit? You, rolling out? I'm going I'm I'm to jump out. I'm going to jump out, and I'm going to keep, you know, networking and mingling. Uh, all right, good stuff. Enjoy as you stuff. should. Love all righty. Hey, y'all keep killing it. Later, y'all. All right, homie. Take care, buddy. No, 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 no. Let me ask you guys this. Can, did, can any of you guys log into Underdog on your computer since I apparently can't? Oh, let me. I am on my phone, so let me see. I mean, you pro- since you just set yours up, you probably remember your uh, password. Oh, yeah, I know. Me. Yeah, I make <laughs> I mean, sure I'm, I... I'm in the I'm in the draft room right now, if that helps. And... I have on all computer. of my. Um, I have all my passwords stored in like a little safe like app on my phone. Yeah, I need one of those. Yeah. I have them on a note on my phone and then just save them to the Apple bank or whatever usually. But apparently I didn't do that with Underdog this time. So all right, let's great see job, here. Shane. <laughs> I like the sign. Yeah, it's a cool, cool logo. My daughter's like, oh, I like that logo. <laughs> What do we need? Five more to start the draft? Yep. Well, four more because Evan, Evan, you're not in the draft yet, right? 
No, I'm no, not in. Not. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, on my computer, it's denying me because it can't verify my lo- my location. Yeah, no worries. We'll figure it out. Are you in on your computer or are you in on your phone? Um, I was in on my tablet. I'm trying to see if I can get in on the computer here. Um... All right, well, then I guess while we figure that out, I'll do my intro. I'm JB Barry at, at Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter. I write for Razzball. You can find me on Monday nights with the Fantasy Besties live pod. Um, do the Fantasy Magnets podcast with Wes on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. And I'll actually be writing. I got a new thing coming up. Um, be writing for another site that's still kind of not launched uh, completely yet. So stay tuned for that news at Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter. Salud. Yeah. You know, Love this. Love being able to do this for everybody out there. I know a bunch of us are sitting here, you know, tweeting with each other and, and having FOMO that we're not there. So this is our way to, to be there while not being there. Yeah. We got some good names in here, too. I, I know uh, Donkey Teeth from Razzball's in here. Um, I see a couple of people that I know. Coach Steve's in here. Um I'm go- RB1 is Shane is in here. I'm going to have to relay some bad news. Uh-oh. They do not offer underdog in Delaware at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's why so they're not letting. That's why they're not letting me get in. That sucks. Yeah, so they let me sign in on underdog. I went to just deposit, and it says depositing unavailable at the moment. We do not offer. Oh, that ain't, yeah, that ain't great. Nah, man. So yeah, Brooke well, Sanders you can stick around with us if you want. But if you want to jump, I understand. Um. I am you could currently... commentate on the picks. Yeah, if we can ever get the screen up. Um, right, I'm currently tweeting out the my... link and sharing it in different retweet groups. So if you guys want to come join us and draft, um, come on. We are drafting as soon as this fills. Um, $5 fast draft, 30-second timer on Underdog. So, Dude, that's so um, stupid. Like, I can do DraftKings, but I can't. What the hell? It, yeah, it's weird, man. So, um, and I need to edit a couple things. So, Petey. Yes. You're, you're a Buffalo Bills fan, correct? That's correct, sir. Talk to us about Josh Allen and his new, uh, that new bag that he got it. And what do you think about it? Um, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm always hesitant to, um, Hang on. Uh, I'm sorry, but for whatever reason, like I, I, I am logged into to underdog. I just can't get it on my computer. Um, no I think I have to do something with my settings uh, for my location or whatnot. But anyway, can you guys see me or no? There we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if like being on the different screen. Um, anyway. Um, no, I absolutely I, I, I love it. I mean, it's it's been so long since the Bills had uh, that reliable guy. I mean, really, since Jim Kelly, uh, yeah, you know, back and that was our and that was our last heyday in the '90s. And I know, you know, every Bills fan they always go back to that, and people are sick of hearing about you know the four consecutive Super Bowls and blah blah blah. <laughs> but I mean, it was just like I mean, imagine just imagine your team going there four times in a row and and walking away empty-handed all four times. I mean, like yeah. even by like year three, you're like year three, okay. We got to get it this time, it's, now, you, know, right? you know, you know, right. It's the third time. Like, come on, like those first two were fl- and then you lose again. And then somehow you still make it a fourth time. And you're like, this has got to be it. Like the fan is, you know, the football gods cannot hate us this much. 
the football gods hate us this much. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, and then ever since then, I mean, it was just a, a, a tailspin and a, and a gradual, very gradual uh, build um, to what we have now. And, you know, it is a lucrative number. I mean, that's Pat Mahomes money. I mean, if you really take a step back and look at it, that's that, you know, that's it, it, arguably some would say that's uh, even better than what Mahomes got. So, um, but Hey, if you know what, if the bills can do it, it it's kind of like, you know, like when you, 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 you're just responsible, you know, and I'm using that word loosely, but you're like responsible with your money, uh, you know, for like five years, you don't, you don't, you know, go crazy on it. And then you just buy yourself something nice, you know, like that's, yeah. I, that's what the bills are doing. They're like, listen, we found this thing. We want to invest in it. We haven't done this, you know, ever. Uh, we're here we go. Let's just, let's just do it. And if it clearly, they're not going to make them an offer like that. If they don't think that they can afford, you know, two, three, four years down the line, they're going to run into a lot of financial. I mean, they, they should have some kind of plan. So if that's the case, yeah. Now, now protect your investment. And that's why I see big things um, increasing in both the running and passing games uh, for Allen. So uh, Singletary looked great in the first uh, preseason opener. He had that touchdown wide open in the flat um, for a, a receiving touchdown. Um, but even on the ground, uh, he, he looked great. He was getting four or five yards per carry, if not more. So if, if that offensive line can stay healthy and that's a big if because they never seem to be able to, but you know, here's hoping everybody looks good so far. Um, we invested in our depth uh, in the draft. So, you know, when those guys do go down, that's what we, that's what we invested in, you know, to be able to protect mm-hmm. Allen and everything. I mean, it's like they, the bills finally know what they're doing uh, yeah. in, in my opinion on, on all sides of the ball. Now it's just, it, it, they, Oh, I don't want to talk it up too much and get my hopes up. And, you know, we don't even get a wild card spot. Uh, Cause that would be my luck, but knock on wood. Be, uh, that's I not the case. Like, um, I feel like a lot of things would have to break wrong for you guys to not even get a wild card spot. I yeah, think but you don't, you don't know Buffalo, team. man. You don't know Buffalo. I that don't, is just, but I'm a there Cleveland is like this now. So <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, and what I do think... you mean now? You're a Cleveland fan now. Like how long have you been? Yeah, what does that mean? Got what is, what does that mean? Cause I mean, I've been, I've been dealing with this crap for 30 years, you know, like you're a Cleveland, I'm, I'm a Cleveland fan now. Well, uh, I, I understand the last six months have been tough. You Baker got drafted. <laughs> Who were you oh, before that? Like, so like four years. Yeah. Um, Packers and Cowboys, which I still am. Really? <laughs> That's Evan, you're I a just, Cowboys I, guy, right? Oh, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, dude. Love my Cowboys ever since well, I was. My son's name can, is Emmett. Nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Nice. You can. Well, Petey almost named his daughter Alan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Petey, look, you got something to look forward to because, you know, I had plenty of years of suffering and, you know, you got something to look forward to. And not for nothing, I think you, you guys made the right move at the right time. You have your window right now. New England is, exactly. is, you know, in that post-Brady right. fog right now. You got the Jets in a beginning of a rebuild. You got the Dolphins kind of towards the end of a rebuild, but you still have some time there. So your division is yours. And then if you look at the AFC in, in, as a whole, right, obviously you got to get through Mahomes. But one bad right. break, anything happens, and, you know, obviously we don't wish injury on them, but, hey, maybe they underperform. 
maybe their defense, you know, just becomes the Cowboys last year, you know, like, so, you know, it just takes a break like that. You know, you got Herbert up and coming with, with the chargers, but your window is there to take the AFC. Just got to get through, you know, one or two of those last level type of, you know, you look at it like a, like a a fighting game, right? You got to get through the levels and you guys are at one of those top levels already. You just got to break through and, and you got the right window to do that. I'm glad that you brought up, um, you know, Miami situation right now, because honestly, one of my favorite things from the era of, you know, Kelly, Thurman Thomas, you know, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, all those guys uh, was the rivalry we had with Miami, you know, the Kelly Marino uh, rivalry and everything like that. And, you know, who knows, you know, if, if Tua has another, you know, down year, uh, I hope he doesn't because I do have uh, some shares of him uh, in different leagues and, um, you know, but if he ends up being their quarterback for the future as well, I mean, that could be a fun little rivalry to watch, you know, Allen versus Tua for the next, you know, half a decade. So. Yeah, no, I think the, the Tua Allen rivalry potential that's there is, is going to be fun. Um, I, PD, I'm with you. I think people are sleeping on Tua this year. Um, and uh, he's going to be really, really good um, for people. So, um, yeah, I'm starting need... to come around on Tua. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. So we need three more to fill this draft, and then we will rock and roll. Should um, be two more. Should be two more, but unfortunately the state of Delaware and, and underdog don't like each other. Slow, don't like Evan, lower so. De- freaking Delaware, always slow to the punch, man. <laughs> I guess they don't um, like money. So Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Who's your Sorry, favorite it's my favorite. Who's my favorite team? Yeah. The Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Gross. That's why I told Petey, look, you suffer for many years, but then you have something to look forward to. You get a nice little title town, you know, cover of your newspaper there, and you got something to look forward to. I actually got my replica ring on the way. It's on order, so I should have that in the next couple weeks. But it's exciting to be a Bucks fan now after several years of not being very exciting. Yeah. I can only, I can only. Yeah, but didn't you man. guys just win like in 2002? I mean, come on, was it really that long when you're talking to a Bills fan here? Like, come on, man, you can't. It like, like or, or, or a Cowboys any fan. candle you think that you're holding with this, I'm gonna snuff right out. Like, I just, you know, oh, it's been so many years. It's been, it was like 18 years. Like, come on, man. It's been 26 years, man. I've been waiting for another. I have one. not seen one since I've been alive for the Cowboys. I, I was six, and I could just – I can barely remember. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. our, our Super Bowl. I, and I told my uh, I told my fiancé – I remember I said, losing that Super Bowl twice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told my fiancé, I said, look, when they go back, if they go back, um, you better believe I am going to do everything. I don't care what it is. We will be there. <laughs> I do not care. Let, let, me, let me throw this out there. So um, – you guys know those gifts that like they spin the the any, every possible Super Bowl matchup that there could be, and then you click on it and it's like, oh, what was your matchup and blah blah blah. Um, I I did one the other day and it actually gave the odds for every single uh, matchup. And a couple of weeks prior, um, just for fun, I did call a uh, Bills uh, Cowboys um, Super Bowl for this year. Uh, you know, I was like part three, like why not? Let's go. I think you know, just it's going to be one of those you know crazy years. Um, and then someone, uh, tweeted at me when they did that gift thing and it was bills versus Cowboys. And the odds of that matchup were one in 
1,954. <laughs> so I'm like, you know wow. what? I already called it. This person got it. Those are the odds. Like, I'm kind of thinking of going to the casino real quick and just dropping five bucks. I mean, mm. yeah. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Like, at those odds? You know? Yeah. That would be crazy, man. And it's getting closer and closer. It could, if Cowboys ever get a defense, man, it, it could, you know, it could be possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the line has moved a little bit since, but still, you know. Yeah. Hey, they've uh, taken and, strides uh, to try to get there. Cowboys are trying yeah. to get there. Yeah, they are. I mean, they definitely – if they – dude, I mean, if their defense could just play, you know, middle of the pack good, you know, with how good our offense is, you know, we, uh, we'd we have a good chance for sure. Right. But, we, don't want them, we don't want them to play good, right? We, don't, we want them to just be okay. We yeah. don't want them to play good because we have so many – offensive weapons on the Cowboys on our fantasy teams that we need them to keep throwing the ball. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, mean, just like, they they just can't be bottom of the barrel, you know what I mean, if we want any chance of, you know, playoff aspirations. Yep, yep. See, the Bucs thought that we had that problem last year, and and coming into the season, our secondary was being ranked as, like, the worst secondary in football, and those boys – put a chip on their shoulder and came out with something to prove. And that was a big reason why we did what we did last year. Carlton Davis. And I love, man. And I love the fact that guys took pay cuts this year to keep that team together, man. That just shows you though, that like how, you know, tight knit that locker room is and how they're all on the same page. You know, I love seeing, I, I truly love seeing that, man. The guys are like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, I'll take millions of dollar pay cut because I want to stay in here and win another championship and go for another one. And yep. I mean, that's the Brady effect, dude. Exactly. It, it's crazy, man. They saw it. They felt it. They see the window that they have with Tom there. Yeah. said, let's just keep the band together and go for two. You know, let's do it. Why again. not? Why not, man? It, yeah. So I love seeing that. I definitely do. Cannot right. hate on that at all. So. JB, I love Carlton Davis um, as an Auburn fan, so I'm, I'm happy that he got a ring and really has played well for you guys. Honestly, I think since the, the Tyreek Hill game, if I remember correctly. Um, but that's just – I mean, that was just poor defensive scheming when they had one person trying to cover Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. Tyreek Hill is so fast, you cannot do that. Um, yeah. But, JB, what I wanted to ask you is, is correct me if I'm wrong, Every single starter for the Bucks came back, correct? Correct. Yep. That's and they even added huge. to that. I mean, the, you know, the draft was well. Joe Tryon's going to come in and and be a rotational piece to that defense right off the bat. So I mean, they're just they added Gio Bernard to be that pass catching back and pass protecting back. So and they get OJ Howard back from injury. So not only did we keep all the starters together, but we kind of brought some more to the table now too. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. What are your expectations for Howard this year, JB? You know what? Honestly, I would. Pro- he's the guy that I've been drafting late in drafts because I think that as long as he's healthy and he can come back from that injury, yeah, I think that he can be fantasy relevant. A lot of people are over-drafting Gronk, in my opinion. I think Gronk is going to be very touchdown dependent. Uh, I think he's, he's obviously a red zone weapon. The relationship he has with Tom is just uncanny, so they know where each other is going to be or where they need to be. But they use him to block a lot. And he came to Tampa saying, hey, I'm here to protect my friend. Like, you know, I, I'm happy. He enjoys blocking for Tom. So he's going to be in blocking a lot, especially with all those weapons on the outside. So if they do play a, a two tight end set and it's Howard on one side and, and Gronk on the other, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see Howard being the one who's running the route and catching the passes in the red zone. It's going to be Gronk. He knows where to get. He knows, you know, big third down play. Yeah, Gronk's probably going to run a route for Tom and get open for him. So they're both going to have their roles, but at the value you get in O.J. Howard, why not? Get him at the scrap end of the draft. He's going undrafted in some drafts. Yep. So do you think he's going to step back into the tight end two role this year, or do you think he's going to battle with Cameron Bright? I mean, yeah, it'll be a battle, but they have their own roles. So I, I do think that he'll be more of the offensive weapon than Bright will be. Cool. I, I mean, to me, Braid has always been a kind of a sneaky guy. Um, he will randomly pop off in a couple weeks um, for three weeks in a row. So I, I like Braid, especially for best ball, which is what we're going to draft today. Um, but yeah, so while we are getting filled, and I'm trying to get this filled, boys, I am putting in the work. We need one more to start. Um, oh, we're almost there. So we are almost there. I am firing this thing out to literally every league that I'm in. I send it out to all of Polly's playoff as well. Um, while we're here and, and people are watching, if you guys are new to Underdog, make sure you use code Collective to get a first deposit match. Um, hey, Jay Christensen joined us for today. Um, and we are starting soon, so let's throw that up on screen. Um, typically, it takes 60 seconds. Um, we've got, I don't know who's at the one Jay's at the two Jorge Martin friend of the show is at the three, uh, Steve Pintado's at the four PD. You got the five. I'm at the six. You're going to snipe me. I'm going to snipe you back on the turn though. <laughs> we got JTRB one at number seven and then M Songos at eight donkey teeth at nine Christian Botello at 10 happy belated Christian. We won't sing happy birthday to you again today. Um, JB, you're at 11, and then Roto One is at 12. So that is our draft order, and this is best ball. So what I want to kind of do is, if anyone's new to best ball, never done best ball before, just kind of want to talk about potential strategies, um, kind of what we're thinking on each pick, and and obviously we'll we'll roll through the draft. So um, any questions as we get started? Because it's starting in six seconds. <laughs> no, cool, rock and roll, PD, you're a rock star. I wish I looked as cool as you all the time. And that was—I'm <laughs> serious. Like, I can't—I can't pull off that look that you've got going on right now. I, lo I love it. Uh, I don't even know what it is I'm pulling off. It's intimidating. That's why he just—he he brought it in to intimidate us in the draft. He's trying to get us to like. Okay, you know what? I won't draft Josh Allen because Petey looks like the Terminator and he might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> he might eat me. <laughs> All right, so our first three picks off the board are running backs. No surprise there. Um, Kamara at three. This is a topic I think we talked about yesterday in our draft because it was one QB as well. Um, what do you got? Who are you guys taking at three? Because I feel like in one QB, um, best ball is usually one QB. You're going RB heavy. Um, and damn, I do not like my options here. Um, <laughs> I know Spence is sitting there I, behind you. Yeah, and I know he, I know who he wants to take. I'm going to take <laughs> someone who I haven't taken in a hot minute, um, which is Aaron Jones at the six. But who are you guys oh. taking at three? Whoa. I'm taking Zeke at three. I'm taking okay. Zeke at three. I I, knew, I can make the argument for Kamara, but I'm taking Zeke personally at three. I'm shocked 
that Spence just went Kelsey there and didn't go with his boy. I am too. Maybe he's trying a different strategy on this one. Um, he left them sitting there for donkey teeth, and he snatched them up for sure. Yeah, he did. So, uh, Evan, as the, uh, the, the non-participant, unfortunately, um, who are you taking at three in a 1QB or a best ball draft? It's it's between Zeke and Kamara for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. And I really like Eckler in best ball too, though. Yeah, Eckler. I feel like is a is a good one too. Um. Petey. Yes. Because you you know in best ball you gotta you know you gotta kind of be strategic. You know you you don't want to take all of the chalk picks. For, you know what I mean. You you kind of want to get different. Um. And you know hope you get the those breakout. Uh either breakout players, and then you want to kind of get those low-owned stacks. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, Petey, who are you taking at three? Is it Zeke? Is it Kamara? Is it Barkley? Is it Henry? It's definitely not Barkley. Um, okay. Just I don't uh, – the injury, uh, it's yeah. something you have to not keep in, in mind. Ball. I mean, not, not in best ball and not at three. I mean, maybe still, yeah, you know, late first round. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with if you can get him early second. Hey, even better. Uh, good for you. Um, but uh, no, at, at three, I would say it's either Henry or Zeke. And honestly, I'm kind of leaning more Zeke now uh, over Henry. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see the same kind of production. I don't know why. Something's just call it a gut feeling, but I just don't think we're going to be seeing the same uh, level of production out of Henry this year as we did the last couple. Um, I think Darrington Evans is going to play a, a bigger role, and I've had I have seen him uh, crawling up draft boards as well. So, something to keep in mind if you're a zero RB or out there. Which I just I'm sorry, I will never buy into the zero RB strategy. I think that's for the birds. Amen, man. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I, I'm with you. I've done zero <laughs> RB in best ball once, and I did it in the dynasty league another time. Best ball, I feel like, is a decent format to pull it off, but redraft or dynasty, like. I'm not about it. Like the the team that I have, I love my wide receiver core for Dynasty for zero RB, but I hate my running backs, and it makes me cringe because I'm a very like I like RBs quite a bit. Um, so yeah, it it really really hurts me to go zero RB. Um, yeah, I have this conversation all the time with Kevin Tompkins. He's you know one of the fantasy besties with me. So you know we talk obviously we have a group chat going all day long, and then we talk about it on the show. But his his theory behind why he's so adamant about it is because of the positional advantage you get at the other positions that you can kind of make up some of that ground on running backs with, you know, just pedestrian performances from your running back, but you have such an advantage at wide receiver, tight end, whatever that, you know, it makes up that difference. I just, I can't get behind it. Just something that about me starting Jamal Williams, you know, like I I can't click that in my lineup. In that dynasty league are Trey Sermon and Philip Lindsay. It, right. It, and how do you painful. feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> it is and how does painful. that make you feel? <laughs> it, it, it's painful. But my wide receivers from a dynasty perspective are ridiculous. It's DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, uh, DJ Moore, and Chase Claypool. So like it's nasty. I yeah, like it, yeah. it's it's truly filthy, but if they have a bad week, my RBs aren't going to be there, aren't going to be worth a damn to, to bring me back up. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and that's the tough part about it. That's why, you know, it, it works, and Kev showed that it worked, and, and he looks forward to proving that again this year, but it just it doesn't work for me. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, this is the Fantasy Football Expo at home, if you guys are tuning in. So use that hashtag if you're watching. Um, throw us any questions in the comments, whatever. We'll, we're just drafting and, and, and chatting today. So, um all right, and Jay is on the clock. Can I ask you guys uh, your opinion of, about a player that just went, uh, DeAndre Swift? How do you guys feel about him this year? Evan, let's throw it to you first, and we'll go down the for screen. For me, I'm not a, a big Swift true for this year. Um, I would rather take, you know, uh, a few other guys where – around his ADP. And I also think that Jamal Williams is going to have a significant role in this offense. So where you can get Jamal Williams, um, I think he's just uh, a a hell of a value. Um, And, you know, they've already came out and said that they're going to ride the hot hand. How much truth is behind that? Who knows? But for me, um, I would just rather take Jamal Williams later in drafts than spend an early, uh, early round pick on Swift. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about Swift too. But if you look at like the group of running backs he's going around here, I mean, you're getting him at the top of the third, right? You got him at the three one. So he's fallen to the third round now when this is a guy who, you know, before all of the coach speak and everything came out, we were talking about, you know, back end of the first, early second, even. So, you know, get him in the third round. You might have to jump on that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm a little bit worried about him and, and about, you know, the, the role that Jamal will play. But I think that if he fell to me in the third round, I don't know that I could pass him up there just because of the talent that he has. You uh, you like him more than Dobbins? I do. I do. I'm, I'm not a Dobbins fan only because of the offense he's in. I feel like, you know, any type of running back that you Thank, have in an thanks, offense. Thanks, JB. I like just like him. <laughs> Well, when you have an offense like that, you know, you, you're, you're less likely for the quarterback to dump the ball down to the running back, right? If, if things break down, he's going to tell the running back to set a block for him to run, right? So that's kind of why I'm off of those type of running backs and that type of offense. Ma- Monty is my guy in that range. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I like Monty a lot. Yeah. Um, I would still – I'd still probably go Swift over Monty right now. Um uh. I know, but I just think Swift is so talented that – and they're devoid of talent on that team. Yeah, like, yeah. It's Swift and Hawk. Williams is – he's, to me, just a guy. He He's not – he's not talented enough to me that I'm worried about him actually stealing the starting role from Swift. No, 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 no. Not taking the starting role by any yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And I, I wouldn't say that's what you were thinking either, but like – to me, I think he's going to be talented enough to hold off Williams more so than some people think. Sorry, Evan, if that feels like it's shot at you. Because he but, can catch the ball too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he can catch the ball. But I, we talked about it last night, I think, Evan. Uh, mm-hmm. Williams is going to be a bit of a nuisance um, when it comes to the pass catching because um, he can catch the ball too. I mean, ask Aaron Jones owners. He's – he steals some catches here and there. So um, that is something to be concerned about with, with Williams. But I, I still think that that team is so devoid of talent and um, Swift is so good that 
he should be decent this year. Yeah, I can see that. Here's one for you guys. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin going back-to-back at the 4-2 and the 4-3. I'm biased, so it's like asking me to choose which of my children I like best. (laughs) I'm going to let you guys discuss this. Who would you pick first between Evans and Godwin and why? I'm going to go Godwin. Um, And I feel like that's a slightly unpopular choice. And let me pick real quick because I am on the clock. Um, you know, I'm going to go T. Evans. Um, I feel like that's an unpopular choice because Evans has clearly shown some, some chemistry with, um, Tom, but he's too touchdown dependent for me. And I think, uh, Godwin has shown us his ceiling as wide receiver two overall. And he was hurt a lot last year. So he missed, I think four or five games at least. I expect him to hopefully come back healthy and, and rock and roll this year. Petey. Okay, before we go to Petey, I love your argument, but when people say touchdown dependent and Mike Evans, I just need to say seven straight yards of 1,000 yards receiving. But Totally, but there, <laughs> but he's had a game literally where he had two catches for two yards for two touchdowns, but you, he's had games similar to that without the touchdowns as well. Right. Yep. Go ahead, Petey, and I'll, I'll weigh in at the end. Go ahead. Um... It, it, it really is a coin flip for me, but I mean, I guess by a slight margin, I'm leaning Evans. Um, I just, he's, he's just the more consistent receiver in my opinion. Um, I feel like, um, you know, he, he's went healthy and that's the biggest drawback is, you know, he has had, you know, health issues, but you know, like you said, JB, he's, he went seven years straight with a thousand yards receiving. So, I mean, when he's on the field, he's getting it done. Um, and, you know, he's always – it seems to be harboring, like, a hamstring or some, you know, something. He had that soft tissue injury uh, a couple of seasons ago as well. Um, that's just always something that's in the back of my mind if I have uh, Mike Evans on one of my squads. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'll lean Evans, but it's it's by a, a hair of a margin, so. All right, what do you got, Ev? Um, yeah, it's they're, – they're so close. I mean, to have that freaking problem on your team is – Gosh, man. And, and then you got uh, Antonio Brown as your wide receiver three. I mean, yeah, pretty pretty sick wide receiver squad. And I love Brown this year, especially in drafts. Let me just make that point uh, where he's going, man. The meat left on that bone. Love it. Um, but as far as the question, I think Godwin is poised to have a really good year this year. I think um, another you year. on the clock with 10 seconds. Another yeah, year I know. Brady, I'm just. You guys are going to give me crap for this one. <laughs> no, I love Homer pick! That was great value. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Um, but yeah, another year with Brady to build that chemistry. And um, I think he's going to, you know, rack up some receptions. And while, you know, Mike Evans, if you look at his numbers, he's been Mr. Consistent. I don't think he's scoring as many touchdowns as he did last year. I think that's going to come down a little bit. So, like I said, I'm not mad if I get either one, but I'm thinking Godwin. I pick Godwin's one of my players um, that I'm picking to have a nice bounce back year this year. Yep, I completely agree. And I do too, and I hey, love Evan, Godwin. You want to you want to collab on a, a going for two bounce back article? Yeah, that'd be I fun. Think, I think we agree on some some bounce back candidates, so let's rock and roll with that. Yeah, that'd be cool, dude. Awesome. Nice. Definitely. Nice. Love that. Love that. And I love the take too. I mean, obviously Godwin's my guy, but 
right below him is a Mike Evans autograph football yeah. and a Mike Evans autograph helmet. So <laughs> I, uh, I, was my pointing, boys. I was pointing your room out to my daughter, man. I was like, look, look, baby. I said, look, baby, look, baby. That's what daddy wants to do with his garage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been because uh, we bought a house last year, me and my fiance, um, and I haven't got around to it yet. Uh, so I, I wasn't allowed to have any room in the house because uh, that was for, you know, everything else. But she said, you can have the garage. I said, all right, deal. Take the garage. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'll be working on this winter, man, is getting my garage, my my man cave set up in the garage. There but yeah, that's the stick room you have there, dude. Nah, I appreciate it, man. Love I, it. And I, I loved being able to add the, the newspapers to it. You know, yeah. This was just, I, I, that just gave it the extra push for me um i had some cool stuff i mean will golston's the man that's a game used autograph jersey and that's a game nice. used autograph helmet over there oh so, yeah really cool guy i met him in an airport once randomly and he was just the nicest guy in the world and and i just became a huge fan of him just oh, not only cool. as a player but as a person and you know we interact on twitter we talked a lot and then one that's day awesome. he was like yo send me your address and he just, i get a freaking game Dude, used jersey and a game so used sick. helmet yeah, wow. he's the man. He's the man. I um, yeah, I, I meant to say too about Godwin and Brady. And Brady, I uh, I'm only in the satellite tournament this year for um Scott Stop Fishbowl. Fishing. Yeah, but I uh, I did take Brady and Godwin as one of my stacks. So nice. that's that shows you I'm in on them, man. I'm in on them this year. I like yes. that. I, okay, in a redraft maybe, league. Go ahead. I I was get continue about um. But the Bucks and, and Brady and whatnot, but then I got a question for you about one of your last two picks. Yeah, so just quickly in a redraft league, I'm I'm taking Godwin because I do think he has more PPR potential. Yeah. I think his versatility, being able to play outside and play in the slot, is going to make him able to produce more for us. I think we're going to see him in the slot a lot this year, which obviously we know Tom Brady loves his slot receivers. If you put AB on one side and Evans on the other, you let Godwin run free in the slot, it's going to equate to huge production for him. In a best ball like this, that's where I'll take Mike Evans because Shane talked about his you know two-catch type of games where those two catches could be touchdowns or they could yeah. be two catches for you know 12 for yards. yards. Yeah. So <laughs> in a best ball league, I'll take Mike Evans there and I'll make sure that Absolutely. I'm surrounding him with other wide receivers that I'm comfortable with. You know, if I'm taking a Robert Woods, I know I'm getting production out of Robert Woods and then I'll grab some other guys later. That'll, you know, be a little bit more stable in case Evans has more of those bust type of games. So that's where Absolutely. I stand on those two. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. I like to build with kind of guys that I know we're going to get floor um, production kind of earlier on. And then at the end of the drafts, especially in best ball, I'm just taking dart throws on guys that I think can bust 60, 70 yard touchdowns once a game or, or once a week or something like that. Because if someone has a bad week and they do that in the same week, you're rocking and rolling. So JB, I'm throwing your name up there um, at the five eleven, I believe. Mike Davis. Yeah, 11 You took Mike Davis. Um, I personally think he is a, a hot topic player. Um, so we're gonna start with you, then we're gonna go Evan, then we're gonna go Petey, and we'll go me. Um, why Mike Davis? Um there. Because volume is king. And as my RB3 at the end of the fifth round, going around guys like Sermon, Etienne, Jacobs, Javante Williams. He's the guy who's getting the volume. We know he has the role 
the guys behind him don't scare me like some of those other players I just named who are in timeshares, who are in competition. So if I'm getting a guy as my RB3 that I know is locked in as the starting running back, who we saw be able to produce with that role last year, why not? I mean, it's not like he's just a a guy who's going to be a two-down, three-yard plotter. He showed he can catch passes out of the backfield too. So a lot of the argument that I hear from people when I – speak about Mike Davis is, well, you know, their team's going to be playing from behind a lot, so they're not going to run a lot. Okay, but they're not going to completely abandon the run. And that also leads to checkdowns. You know, they don't have a lot of offensive weapons on the outside. You know, you got Calvin Ridley, they just added Kyle Pitts, and then what? You know, like, I'm not afraid of, of Zacchaeus or something taken, taken away. So even if he's the third option in the passing game, he's going to get plenty of checkdowns there. So volume is king, and I'll take him there at 5'11 all day long. Evan, what are your thoughts on Mike Davis? So I, I think a lot of people are down on Davis, but, you know, where he's going, especially when you, you know, draft out JB has and, you know, that's your three and that amount of volume as your running back three. I mean, I I love getting him um, in spots like that. And he's definitely one of those running backs uh, to target if you do end up going receiver early. Um like I have in a couple of drafts where I go with the, the Tyree kill and, and, you know, run it back with like a Tyree kill and a CD lamb or, or whatever the case is. And I go receiver receiver. I like to target uh, Mike Davis is like on the top of my list as, you know, running back to target. Um, but I mean, if you can get him at your RB three, uh, I would lock him in all day because I don't see who else is going to get touches in that offense. The only now speaking to his downside you know, we saw him slow up later in the year last year. Um, so from start to finish, can he – That was a homer pick. Can he produce <laughs> at a high level for all – with even an extra game with all 17 games? Um, that's yet to be seen. Uh, but I think as your RB3, you're not taking much of a risk there. So uh, why not? Because you know, like I said, uh, and like JB said, the volume is key, and he's going to get all the touches there. So as an RB3 all day. Okay, that's fair. Um, Petey. Yes. Mike Davis. Um, you shook, I think you shook your head when I started to ask this question, so I'm intrigued to see your, your response to this. Okay. Um, my response to this, um, and, and first of all, I was uh, – so distracted by what JB was saying about him that I actually uh, missed my pick. And that's why I took Dak Prescott last round. (laughs) Um, If anyone's wondering, (laughs) but um, no, I really have to agree with uh, everything JB was saying. I mean, volume is King um, and really behind him on the depth chart is uh, Dante Foreman. They just signed and behind him is Cordero Patterson. I mean, come on, Uh, you know, volume is King. He's going to get the touches. They're not, bringing anyone else in if we see some other big name come in then okay yeah panic on mike davis and all the shares that you may have taken uh, of him uh this year but otherwise i see no reason to panic it's kind of like you know hey i don't exactly like what's on the menu but i gotta eat yeah and it'll keep me alive you know so uh that's kind of where i am it's it's you are not a block. yep uh, oh uh Oh, I didn't yeah. know I could do this. Look. Yeah. Oh, that's so much cooler. 
the first time doing underdog on my computer. So hey, there we go. <laughs> Look oh. at that. Yeah, That's that looks pretty. much better. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> so, you know, like JB was saying, you know, if you can get Mike Davis, a guy who's just he's gonna be handed volume. I mean, you know, they brought in Kyle Pitts, really. That was it for uh Matt Ryan's offensive weapons. Calvin Ridley, we know what he's all about, and Russell Gage is behind him. Um, and they're going to keep him in the slot. I mean, he's not just going to automatically assume what Calvin Ridley's role was next to Julio Jones from previous seasons. Uh, just because Julio Jones isn't there now, that's why they got Kyle Pitts, a guy who's similar, similarly sized as Julio Jones. He's going to be that big red zone target for, for Matt Ryan, ideally. And they still have Hayden Hurst there uh, to be able to block and, and all that. So, um, I mean... You know, we always worry about the, you know, the rookie tight ends and their and their production, but I really do think that Pitts is going to be an exception to that rule. Yeah, what I'll say is I I personally don't like Mike Davis. I don't I think the volume will be there, but I think his efficiency is going to be um much, much worse than what people are um uh, expecting. And while uh Russell Gage isn't going to step into the Calvin Ridley role per se. We have actually seen him without Julio there um, because Julio was hurt last year perform. Um, now it's not, it's not world beater numbers, but it was still really good um, to where I think if he continue, if he gets that volume on a consistent level, he's going to be more of a threat to Mike Davis's targets than I think people are thinking. I'm also, I just, Mike Davis had, had one year of production in an offense designed to focus on the running back, which was the Panthers last year with uh, CMC's role that he assumed. Um, so I just I don't think the Falcons' offense is necessarily going to be as focused on the running back per se. Um, and I know that like the coordinator, the coach is coming from Tennessee, and he was the offensive coordinator there. Um, I just I what I don't see is that Davis is anywhere near the stratosphere of Derrick Henry, which is who the form the the coach had previously. Um, so that's that's just my thoughts. I'm not drafting him, um, but you guys have all made solid points on why you should draft him. Um, so if you want to listen to three guys versus one, I would probably do that because um, that probably just means the one is crazy. And yeah, I'm admittedly a bit crazy. I mean, did you guys see that video of the uh, uh, at the Rams game? I think it must have been last night, and uh, the one guy was taking on like four guys in the stands, and they were all Rams fans. I don't know what they were arguing about, but he just like I I, I don't know. I put it up on my uh, on my Twitter there. Check it out. It's kind of a funny video. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you want to see one guy go up against three guys, uh, yeah. It's... <laughs> Absolutely. So my last pick was Michael Thomas. And I feel like in a best ball league um, as wide receiver five, that's a, a, a pretty solid pick. I'm tooting my own horn a little bit there. Um, but it's just because the upside that he's got if when and if he does come back is worth the risk at where I took him. What do you guys think about that? You guys go. I'm up. Um, Katie, we'll start with you. I just I, I don't. I, I stay away from situations like that. Um, but then again, I don't play a whole lot of best ball either. So in this case, 
I mean, yeah, this late in the draft uh, in a best ball, it's a it's the the dart throwiest of dart throws. So, um, and you know that going in, uh, you know what you're getting if you're going to draft Michael Thomas this year, um, because we've seen this story before, uh, where we're just not sure if and when a guy is going to play. Um, you know, the, the tale's been told. This is nothing. This is this is not a new situation for a player, uh, and then the fantasy relevance with it. So go for it. You know, if you're going to get, you know, if you want a late round value or something, you just feel like, you know, you, you know what you're going to get. So um, it's either going to be, he's going to explode for you and be great, or you know, he's going to be on your bench all season. So, yeah. Which is why I think best ball is the perfect place to draft him. Um, there you go. JB, you are not on the clock anymore. So what are your thoughts on Michael Thomas this year? And where are you comfortable drafting him? Best ball. I'm not. I'm not touching him. Um, I don't think I would draft him no matter what, because I don't know by the time he comes back where his head is going to be. I think that the Saints are going to really struggle this year. Um, I think they could actually finish last in the division. I think they're going to have a lot of struggles. And I think that by the time he gets back, he's already expressing frustration with the organization, right? You saw his tweet last week that everyone was talking about what font he chose to use, but you know, he's already a bit of a, of a baby, you know, he's a bit of a, a cry baby and a whiner and a complainer. So now he has this injury that if he comes back end of October, that's, you know, that's what they're kind of targeting, but I don't think we see him till at least November. And if at that point they're a three win team, how much is he really going to give? You know, if he's already not, happy with the organization you think he's going to give his full effort to hurry up and rehab back to help them go nowhere i I don't i don't know that we're going to get much out of him this year and plus he's got to he's got to face his daddy carlton davis twice a year so (laughs) i I, I don't i don't i'm not drafting anywhere because i'm not expecting much at all from him i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) evan are you yeah so far, we're we're zero for two on Michael Thomas drafters um, this year. Are you drafting him in any format? And if yes, where are you comfortable doing so? So, in in this format in best ball, I'd probably stay away from him, um, just because I, you know, we're we already know we're not going to get him for what ha- almost half of the year. So yeah. I just don't think he will. He, while he could come back. Um, and give enough production with Breeze gone and, you know, the, the woes at quarterback, I would in best ball, I would just rather spend a, um, you know, pick somewhere else unless I can get them super late. Um, but in redraft, I, I really try to stay away. I've just tried to stay away from all together. Yeah. But if he is going to fall, I mean, at the end of the day, he is Michael Thomas. So I where did he go in here? I mean, yeah, where do you went in the ninth here? So, you know, yeah, not not terrible. I, I mean, especially looking at who he's going around, Jalen Waddle, you know, I, I may take a shot on there. Um, so I think if he falls that late, then I'm taking my shot and redraft mm-hmm. on him for sure. Um, and it also it always depends, you know, you gotta uh it always depends on how your draft's going at that point, too. You know, if you're loaded at receiver. You know, why not take a shot on Michael Thomas in the ninth round? Because he's only going to make your team that much better if he does come back and produces that, you know, uh, the level Michael Thomas can produce at. So I'm not saying I'm going into drafts like no way, no how am I drafting Michael Thomas. But it's not he's not a guy that I'm looking to draft either. It's just it would all depend on how my draft falls and uh, 
it would be around probably the ninth round this year, maybe a little earlier, eighth or ninth round that I'd be willing to take him um, just because I'm only getting half of a season of production from him with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Um, yeah. And that's still yet to be, you know, known. So, yeah. Um, Sean Payton, please make a decision. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I agree with everything you guys said. I think the only reason that I took him was because he, again, he was my wide receiver five in the ninth round. Yeah. I'm comfortable taking him there because I don't have to rely on his production. I can, I can live with him being out for half the year. And then if he does come back and he is balling out because he's Michael Thomas, then I've gotten a steal on the draft that might, might win me the league. It just, you, that's the only frame of mind that I would maybe consider drafting him in. Um, which is, is what you said, Evan. And like, yeah, so that that was my thought process. Um, yeah, and that's like a viable strategy drafting. because, like you said, if you start off without him, you know, doing work, and then next thing you know, uh, here comes Michael Thomas, you know, lighting it up, then that could be the key to you winning, um, you know, the, the best ball tournament. So uh, yeah. definitely, you know, when he falls that late and you already have secured that position, like I was saying, yeah, that's when I would be comfortable taking him. Yep, totally, totally agree. JB, did you really just take Evan Ingram? Absolutely. I was going to ask you the same question. Did you really take Robert Dunyon? Well, yes, because <laughs> if you look at the rest of my team, I've got Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. So I've got a little bit of a stack there, which is what you want in best ball. Um, and that, I, sorry, just before you finished, I was wondering why you took Aaron Rodgers after taking Higgins and Boyd. I'm yeah. thinking, all right, he's going to go with the burrow stack there. So you just answered that. Yeah, no, that was, that was why I did that. Um, and I'm on the clock, so let me pick real quick. You got 10 um, seconds, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I knew who I wanted to take, so it, it was cool. Um, so there I followed it up with Troutman, who's someone who, who I think has um, potential top 12 upside. Um, but Tanyan just has the trust of Aaron Rodgers for me in the end zone, um, and that that's huge for me. And I know a lot of people focus, I think, on his three-touchdown game that he had he was still trusted a trusted target of Rodgers in the end zone. And you saw that how he Rodgers would script plays to try and find him in the end zone. And it was really only, I think for about half a year, maybe a little more um, when Tanyan really came onto the scene. So I think Tanyan is in line for a big year with Rodgers back. So I think I'll, I'll argue the exact opposite. Okay, I couldn't me. be further off of Robert Tanyan. I was already off him before they brought back Cobb. I think that if you and and this is this is known, right? If you take out that three touchdown game that you're talking about, where four starting safeties from the Falcons did not play that game. The first two didn't start, and then the next two got hurt. So yeah. he scored a, a bunch of touchdowns against practice squad guys, basically. Yeah. You take that out, he goes from tight end four to tight end 14 on the season, right? Okay. Yeah. He was 52 of 57 or 52 of 59, something like that. There's like incredible efficiency. And I yeah. don't think he's a, he continues that catch efficiency. And now again, his role was because there was nobody else for Rodgers to throw the ball to. He handpicked and, and made them bring Randall Cobb in to take away most of those routes that Robert Tunyon had to run last year. So I think that, you know, from those 59 targets, that's going to drop significantly Add to that that he's not going to be as consistent catching those passes, and I think he's he's as as big of a dart throw as as a guy you're going to get six rounds later at tight end. Okay, and that is why I took Adam Troutman two rounds later because I feel like which with is that, perfect. 
yep. I've I've shored up, and the, I feel like that stacks well too with the Michael Thomas pick. So like, I'm gonna get production from that position, no matter what potentially. Um, so now, Evan Ingram, are you still in on Evan Ingram, JB? Clearly, but how how in are you on him? I'm very in. I, I mean, I, I'll take him at that point. I mean, look at the the guys he's going around. That whole group of, you know, everything from Logan Thomas down. I love Logan Thomas, and I'll take Logan Thomas over Ingram. But Higby, Tunyon, Goddard, Irv, Troutman, that whole group right there, Gesicki included. Like, I want Ingram out of that group because I do still believe that He's a guy who has a significant role in the offense. I'm a Daniel Jones truther this year, and I don't know how that happened, but I wrote an article about him on Razzball, and ever since then, like I, as I'm putting the stats together and I'm looking at it, the offensive line is not as bad as people think that they are. They played terrible last year, but I think that they did take a step forward towards the second half of the year. They brought in not one but two coaches that specify in offensive line to focus on that. So they want to protect Daniel Jones. And Evan Ingram's his guy. I mean, they brought in Galladay that'll take some pressure off of him, that'll take some attention away from him. Obviously, you got Saquon back healthy now, so that's going to take some attention off of him. So I think, you know, he's going to be very productive this year, and he's a guy that, where did I get him, in the 13th round? Like, I'm all over that. Yeah. And was he? is he your only tight end in your roster? So far, yes. Okay. Interesting. Evan... You're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. How do you feel about Evan Ingram this year? So I've always liked Evan Ingram, the player. Um, it's just he's, you know, beside, besides what I, – I mean, you just haven't heard much from him since, you know, it seems like his rookie year, man. And yeah. he, just can't, he just can't get it going. But he's an uh, – and he's so athletic. It's sad to see. Um, but Oh, he's not. The, I have Hawk. Sorry. I have Hawk. Oh, okay. yeah. There you go. Okay, then you're set. Yeah, yeah. I like he's good. that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to JB's point, I'm kind of coming around on Daniel Jones um, this year just because you can get him so late, and he does give you some, you know, a little upside with his legs, too, um, as long as he doesn't trip over himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as to Evan Ingram, he's not a guy that, I have on any honestly, I don't have him on a single team this year. I just don't I just stay away from him because I just don't I haven't seen the production. Um, but I do like Daniel Jones this year. So maybe uh, you know, if I if I'm liking Jones, maybe I need to come around on Ingram a little bit. But for me, I've stayed away from him so far. Yeah, I love that. Petey, what about you? Um, on Evan Ingram or Daniel Jones? Or just the Giants in general? Both. Evan Ingram and Daniel Jones. Okay. Um, I want Evan Ingram to be a thing every single year. Uh, you know, I, I, I drafted him uh, his rookie season uh, very late. I forget which round I got him in. but um, actually, Oh, shh, I'm up. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Love the Jared Cook pick, Shane. Thank you. Now I, I like the tight end room. I think I'm just going to hammer tight end just for you, JB. I'm going to run 14 personnel because I did used to work. That's a, that's a good late oh, best ball pick. Uh, Jerry Cook's a good best ball pick because, I mean, he could score, you know, a good amount of touchdowns in that offense. Yeah. Well, and they don't have – I mean, they have some young options at tight end now. but Yeah, they have the XFL guy Parham. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they've got – they drafted – Jacob Harris. 
Yeah, Jacob yeah. Harris. Jacob Harris, I like. They're, Love Jacob Harris. They, they Jacob Harris, I like actually. I feel like they drafted another tight end too, but I can't remember for sure. I forgot. I forgot that actually, JB, that they have Jacob Harris. I do like him. Love him there. I, I drafted him in my dynasty league, and I'm I'm grabbing shares of him late in best balls too. Man, I, I punted tight end in my dynasty league. Man, I'm regretting that bad. And then, like, as I was like, okay, well, I'll wait and just get some younger guys. And then as it came around, I was like, oh, I can wait one more round. And then next thing you know, it, uh, a tight end run went. And all the younger guys started coming off. And I said, yep. ah, man, I, dude, I'm kicking myself, man. I think my tight ends right now, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett, OJ Howard. And damn, I can't remember. The yeah, I was I it's was gonna though. go. I was gonna go Tevin Coleman last round, but I panicked because I saw that I was on the clock with like twenty seconds left. So I just grabbed someone at the top. I can't set a queue because we're using my computer. So if I use a set a queue, somebody's gonna purposely snipe me. I know Donkey <laughs> Teeth and Roto One and and Spence is gonna be in here sniping me on purpose. So I thought oh. my guy would get back to me, and I, I didn't get him. Speaking of Jets, it's Chris Herndon. Those are my three tight ends. Terrible. Oh, God. Yeah, it's bad. Everett will be good, I think. And I just um, uh, yeah. I just went to go get uh, G. Scott Jr. That was like I was waiting for him to come back to me. That was going to be my pick, and he went right before my pick. So, oh. yeah, I'm getting sniped all across the board. But it's my fault because I just waited way too long. Yeah. All right, Petey, you're up. But I have the C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott stack. You nice. son of a bitch. Nice. <laughs> and I have Najee Harris. Hold up. Is it and this is Dynasty? Yeah. Woof. Yeah, yeah man. So Not Petey, bad, I feel friend. like did that to me on purpose and took Cole Komet one pick before I was gonna take him. Um, but then I tried to get back at JB and I took Gio Bernard because I think he's James White 2.0 for uh Tampa Bay. So Petey. Why? Why did you snipe me? Why are you taking Polkamet there? Um. Well, I have. Uh, let's see, Tyler Higby and um, Johnu Smith as well. Um, Love Johnu. I think I know. Uh, he had that big play in the preseason. Uh, it yesterday or two days ago? What day is it? What year are we in? <laughs> what happens when you have kids? Um, yeah. But uh, whatever, whatever day that was, uh, you know, he had uh, some good grabs in the preseason. Obviously, he didn't play that much because doesn't really need to. Um, but uh, no, as far as Cole Komet, I think he's going to come on big this year. Um, I think the whole Bears offense, I think we're just going to see something special in that this year. And, and they're definitely going to, um, I think they'll, they'll make a second place claim at the division. I, I don't know if they'll be the top dogs. Um, I'm not going to go that far with, with this take, but I do believe that uh, the Bears are going to come on strong uh, offensively this year. And uh, they're going to make commit a big piece of that offense. So, yeah. so Shane, you sniped me on James White 2.0, so I guess I'll go James White 1.0. Love it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys – either any of you guys are watching the preseason game, but, man, Terrace Marshall looks freaking good. Yeah, what's Damn, he, he looks what's good, man. What's his stat line right now? Do you know? I don't know, but I, I've seen – I've been – obviously, I've been paying attention to this, but I, every time I look up, I've seen a couple – Good snags from Terrace Marshall and PJ Walker is in at QB. So interesting. And P- PJ Walker, man, he's he's got a little. Oh, look, there goes Hubbard. See ya. 
Oh, no, that's not even Hubbard. <laughs> oh, it is Hubbard. It is Hubbard. Okay. Broke off a huge run, dude. That doesn't surprise me. Chuba Hubbard is legitimately a world-class track athlete. So his speed is is bar none. Um, yeah, that was sick. CB in the comments says uh, PJ Walker looking nice. He is, man. That's what I mean. I love CB's picture. That's my background on my computer screen right there. That deuce. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I dude, there – Oh my gosh! There's not a bigger taunt that I. <laughs> you just beat him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but oh, there's a backstory to that. There's you know a the backstory back to that. Yeah. No, so, no. When JB, we played the them backstory. earlier in the season, is that Tyreek went off? Is that who Hill his, did that to? Yes, on the okay. last touchdown, he okay. threw the deuces at Winfield. Gotcha. So to wrap up the Super Bowl, Winfield said, "Nah, bro, yeah. deuce to you." <laughs> yeah, got the last laugh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Damn. So, oh man, yeah, man. Bucks fans made T-shirts out of that, made you know banners out of that. I, I love it. I love I'll have it. to, I'll <laughs> have to, uh, I'll have to hit you up week one, man. We play you guys. Oh yeah, we do on Thursday yeah. night to open it yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm on the clock, and I'm actually gonna let you. Oh, never mind. I was gonna let you guys make this pick for me, um, because I didn't know who to choose from. Uh, but I'm gonna take Ben Roethlisberger. So I've got a. A second QB who can have blow up games um, to pair with with Rogers, but I was between Rogers and Wilson, and Spence sniped me on Wilson. So let's throw that to you guys from a best ball perspective. Um, and P Evan, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll um, jump on that because Zach Wilson um, is one of in best ball is one of my late round stacks. I love to pair him. With uh, a Corey Davis or an Elijah Moore, um, I love that stack uh, late in best ball because I mean, look how late you can get Zach Wilson, and he's the he's the clear starter. He's going to have that job all year. Um, so if he can, and he looked good in preseason, if he can, you know, take a take a um, take a jump quickly in the NFL uh, as late as you can get him, and I think the him and the Elijah Moore combo or the Corey Davis, um, as far as a late best ball stack, I love it, man. I really do. That's another one I have in uh, the Scott Fishbowl is um, Zach nice. Wilson Very nice. and uh, Elijah Moore. Nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Awesome. JB, if your best ball perspective, are you taking someone like Zach Wilson who's got unlimited potential or are you taking a shot on Ben Roethlisberger, who we know can blow up, but is getting up there in age? Yeah, I mean, I think if if I'm looking at it as a QB2 that I'm expecting to slide in some weeks, I would probably have to go Ben here only because of the expected volume that I see coming from him. You know, I, I do worry that he can't stay healthy, so I don't know that I would trust him as a guy who I expect every week to start. But if I got an Aaron Rodgers on my team, who I'm expecting to be my lead guy most weeks, I'm going to take a guy like Ben, who has all those weapons around him that I think will have to have some big games. So I think Wilson is a safer floor type of bet, but I think that Ben is the bigger ceiling type of bet. Interesting. Very interesting. And that makes me feel pretty comfortable with my pick, but also why I was asking the question, because I think both, I think both have different kinds of upside because um, I think we could see someone like – and, PD, you're on the clock. Um, we could see someone like Zach Wilson come on later in the season as he gets more comfortable. 
Mm-hmm. But just like you said, Ben Roethlisberger's volume we know is going to be there if he's healthy on healthy and on the field. God damn it, Petey. Got I would. I mean, you make my pick easier because I—that's who I was considering. <laughs> but well, that's, right. he left, that's what I'm here he to left, do. I'm here to make your life easier. Okay. He left, well, he left you, Dan Arnold, bro. You're okay. You're up. Talk to us about Ben Roethlisberger and Zach Wilson, and I'm gonna take Donovan Peoples Jones and walk happily um, to the bank because I love going, CJ. I do too, and I was actually looking at him as well, but uh, I went with Ebron just because. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be out there and he's uh, a favored target uh, for Big Ben, which then segues into my answer. I would take Big Ben um, over Zach Wilson. We don't know what Zach Wilson's going to be. Everybody can look good in preseason and then crap the bed uh, during regular season. I just think that I think that they're making a similar mistake with him as they did with uh, Sam Darnold. And I think it's just going to be the same story told all over again. You know, we're going to get four years. We're going to get four bad to at best mediocre years of, of Zach Wilson. And it's just going to be, you know, well, okay. Who's, who's coming out in, you know, 2025 or whatever year uh, it'll be that they have to draft, you know, they draft another quarterback to quarterback at two overall again. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I just, you know, dynasty. Okay, fine. If you can, you know, you, you want to get them in dynasty and just stash them because you have hope uh, that their offense is going to put something together and, um, you know, be able to, to compete in the AFC East again, um, you know, go for it. But um, I'll, I'll pass. And especially in a best ball or redraft league, I'll take big Ben uh, as my QB two or even QB three, um, you know, in, in best ball or something uh, over Zach Wilson. Just because you you know what you can expect from Ben. I mean, yes, he's you know he can have a bad floor as well, but uh, you know I'll I'll take Big Ben over over Zach, and I'll yeah. take Daniel Jones over both of them. And I can't believe he made it back to me there. I, I'm when I took Austin Hooper, I was like, damn it, I should have went Jones there. And then I, I see one quarterback, two quarterback, three, four, five quarterbacks go, and he made it back to me. I couldn't be happier really in the, in the 17th round to, to piss you off because you were talking about him earlier. Um, and welcome, welcome back, Evan. Um, but I, I really wanted someone who I think has a bigger boom opportunity, and for me, that's Big Ben. So now I'm on the clock. And let's I'm just on make record a- saying Daniel Jones will be a top 12 fantasy quarterback this Finish year, making him a QB1. Amari Rodgers. Nice. Yeah, I, I, could see, um, I could see him having a really good year, too, honestly. Um, Who's that? Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. At least from a fantasy perspective. I don't know mm-hmm. if any, that'll mean anything for a real football standpoint, but fantasy perspective, I could see him making a, a decent leap. Um, they need to give that man an offensive line, man. Just yeah, protect the poor kid, dude. Well, so, Evan, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if you heard what Petey was talking about with Wilson. The one thing that I'll combat you with, Petey, on Wilson is that um, – the Jets have actually seemed to build this team around Wilson a little yeah. bit better than they maybe did with Darnold. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. They got Elijah Moore. They brought in Corey Davis and Ke- Keelan Cole. Mackay um, Becton. Mackay Becton from last year. Yeah. They drafted Michael Carter. They've got Ty Johnson and LaMichael P. Ryan, so that'll probably be a frustrating backfield to, to navigate. Um, but I think they've built this team and given him some more weapons to where hopefully it doesn't fail as bad as it did with Darnold. 
Um, that's that's my thoughts on it. So, uh, JB, there is a – Yeah, and that's draft. why I'm only targeting him in best ball because I'm hoping as I get him late, I already have a secured starter, you know, one or two secured QBs that um, – that I don't need to obviously count on him, but if he ends up does taking this step forward, you know, he's going to be a low owned. Not many people are going to have that stack and you know, that's what I'm going for there. Um, So yeah, I'm only, I'm only targeting in best ball. Yeah. Hey JB, there is a draft summary somewhere on underdog where you can see the total projections for the year for teams. I actually Um, have that up right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. You, I'm looking at no, it. I don't think that was it. That's not it. But I want to pull that up if we can get it. Huh, go, click on that again real quick. And then scroll. Huh. Okay, well, we'll just pull you up pull you down unless you can find it real quick but yeah so i'm looking at it on my phone right now and um i'll just read off our the four of us for our projections so fantasy coach jb you actually have the highest at 3060.5 for the year um pd you are at 2920.7 which might be second highest third highest yeah, third highest. And then, Evan, you're not on here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> forgot. But then I'm actually second lowest, I think, at 2746.3. So um, I'm a DMP coach's decision. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't so, you read it out? And, and, you know, I know a lot of the people that were in this are listening. And what we could do after is we can kind of look at what – some of those builds are and talk about how the teams are built, but how do you see underdog ranking it? Yeah. So right now you are first Botello 15 is second. This is really hard to read. It's uh, pretty cool. They do that though. Yeah. PD is third. Now it gets real hairy. And then I think Jorge is fourth. Donkey Teeth is fifth. Spence is sixth. Uh, Looks like Roto One is seventh. God, this is really terrible to read. Uh, Jay is eighth. M. Songos is ninth. Oh, I totally skipped Coach Steve. Coach Steve, I think, is actually fourth or fifth. Um, and then I am 11th, and uh, K Papa is 12th. So we'll see how we actually match up to those projections throughout this year. Um, I mean, well, they well, definitely got the first one right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, and now I'll put us back in the correct Go order. down there. <laughs> uh Quick shout out um, to Underdog. If you are new to Underdog, make sure that you use code Collective K O L L E C T I V when you sign up for a uh, percentage. I think it might be a hundred percent match on your first deposit. Um, and uh, if you want to do any 
any leagues, let me know um, because we can host those as well. Uh, and this was a ton of fun. So I will uh, wrap it up here and let you guys plug yourselves and then we'll rock and roll. So first and foremost, our DNP, Mr. Evan Ritter, who you can find on Twitter at Ev underscore Rit3. Evan, where can people find your content? Yeah, once again, I am at goingfor2.com. Um, you can find all my content there. I do mostly DFS, um, season-long, and uh, gambling. Um, you can – oh, buddy, so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so goingfor2.com is where you can find all my content throughout the NFL season. Love it. Fantasy Coach JB is where you can find him on Twitter. He is JB Barry. He's a Bucks fan. JB, where can people find your stuff? Yeah, you can Victor. find my written my written work over at Razball. I'm putting out an article every week, doing some offseason content now. I'll be doing some DFS stuff during the season, uh, some wrap-up stuff as well. Uh, probably be doing like a Thursday night football wrap-up article dropping on Fridays. Um, you can find me on Monday nights with Kevin Tompkins, Lindellians, Andrew Cooper, and Jordan Loop on the Fantasy Besties show. Uh, we it. go live on we go live Monday nights around. We always say around seven twenty because it's whenever we can all kind of like get ourselves together and, yeah. and get the show going. You know, most of us are just like rushing back from work or scarfing down dinner and then like running downstairs. So you can find me there Monday nights, and then uh, got some other stuff in the works coming up. So. Hopefully, I'll be able to share that with everybody soon. So stay tuned at Fantasy Coach JB over there. I appreciate you putting this together, man. Like I said in the beginning, everybody who wanted to go to the expo, Petey and I were texting the other day, like, man, we got some serious FOMO right now. But being able to follow along with this and kind of having an at-home version where, you know, we've interacted before and, and now we get to hang out together. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's what it was about. We weren't able to do it live in person in Canton, but we were able to do it here on a Sunday afternoon on camera. So I appreciate you putting this together and obviously putting poly playoffs together. Cause as we're still drafting that, that's, that's a cause near and dear. And I appreciate you doing all that too. Absolutely. Thanks man. Yeah. Um, before we throw it to PD, um, I mean, I couldn't go. Uh, it was a, a personal decision and then a financial decision as well to, to not go this year. But Robbie and I talked about it and he was like, dude, if you're not making content, while we're all at the expo, then you're kind of an idiot. And I was like, you're right. And I was already thinking about it, but you just kind of made me double down on it. And then Matt uh, McCarthy, methodical one on Twitter had tweeted about it. And I was like, perfect. I've got somebody to, to run with it um, with me. And so I, I think we both accomplished all of our goals, which was to create content, connect people that couldn't actually go to the expo um, and just have a good time and, and kind of be, in sync with the expo while while being at home because we couldn't be there so um i've had a ton of fun and appreciate you guys coming on evan i think he's been on every show with me um and we've had different guys on all night or on every different show and it's been a ton of fun for me so i appreciate you guys hopping on for the the sunday wrap-up show for so, sure pd stitz Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> Where can people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me at PD Stitz. Remember the underscore. You all know why. Um, JB's still laughing about it. Uh, you can find my uh, video um, 
productivity over at fantasyalarm.com um, under the fantasy alarm handle on Twitter. Um, I do a lot of the uh, little clips um, to promote the bigger things that they have on the website. So fantasyalarm.com, wageralarm.com, and DFS Alarm um, over on Twitter as well. Now has its own uh, thing just for uh, DFS, and it actually has its own uh, link within the Fantasy Alarm website as well. So definitely check that out uh, for awesome content. If the Roto one that's in here, uh, actually, is that Mike Alexander? It is, I Mike. Yep. So. Okay, all right. I, I saw that. I'm like, uh, it better be, because if someone else stole his handle, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, shout out to Mike. Uh, he's part of the of the uh, Fantasy Alarm team as well. Um, and uh, Shane, again, just to verbally retweet uh, JB, um, you know, thank you so much for putting this together. You know, it, it, I was bumming hard that I couldn't make it to the expo. I mean, I had my ticket. I had my hotel room. You know, life uh, life uh, finds a way, uh, as yeah. Jeff Goldblum uh, famously once said. I uh, wasn't able to make it and, you know, had to, you know, say, well, <laughs> there's always next year, as Buffalo <laughs> fans have grown accustomed to saying uh, over and over again. So, uh, that, that mantra definitely got me through, uh, having to miss it this year, but again, it was great to, uh, to connect with you guys uh, here today and do this draft. It was a lot of fun and thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Um, and, and just being thick as thieves with me. So, um, you guys can find me on Twitter at FF Shane B. Uh, make sure you like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel for the fantasy football collective and Fantasy Nightcap Podcast. Subscribe on your preferred uh, podcasting platform. Leave us a rate and a, re- a five-star review if you're, if you're feeling extra special, because um, that helps us. But that is where you can find me. Um, I am also a Dynasty writer for Going for Two with Mr. Evan Ritter. Um, so you will see my content there throughout the year, um, as well as on www.ffcollective.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this wraps up the Fantasy Football Expo at home. Cheers to a hell of a weekend. Yes.